Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what is good? Oh, man, just feeling, uh, you know, mixed feelings from week three, but uh, this is going to tie together, this Monday Night Football game right here. Uh, this this is what I've been waiting for. I don't even care about fantasy. Throw it out the window. It's time to watch some, some, good, uh, some good, great football right now. Yeah, I mean, most likely by the time you listen to this, Monday Night Football would have just happened, and Greg will be upset because the Chiefs lost. And the Ravens covered. All right, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You want to put it in the jar? We we'll put it in the jar. Yeah, we did, we put did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, we did. Officially on the pod, we put it in the jar. Yes, sir. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about this on. Uh, you got you got to on... come back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe. Oh yeah, because apparently I, I got I lost in Fanduel this week, um, but you know what. I got the win in League of Extraordinary yeah. People. The mo- probably the most important win right there, you know. The most important oh, you, win. Your boys uh, one of us is three. one and two. The other one of us is zero oh and three, and I'm just glad it's not me. So, uh, you know, let's just let's just jump right in, let's just jump right into the recap because I want to talk yeah, about some of my guys, you know, like oh yeah, <laughs> these beautiful calls that we had all all weekend. I like it though. We, we're here. Oh yeah, we're here. We're here. Uh, the first guy on the list, uh, I don't know if I have any share. I don't think I have any shares of him. Kind of wish I did at this point. That is Russell Wilson, man. Uh, the QB one on the week, 36.8 fantasy points uh, in your standard quarterback score in league. This guy was 315 yards, five touchdowns, five touchdowns, uh, one, uh, one two-point conversion, 22 rushing yards, Greg what do you make? You said that this guy was probably going to finish number one and number two. He finishes number one. Uh, what do you got to say about Russell Wilson, man? Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. I mean, this is Russell Wilson. This is, yeah, this is what you're going to expect in these high over under games every week. This defense is terrible. So, like, you know, <laughs> he's going to be chucking the ball. And Chris Carson as well, you know, got a little banged up in that. So, you, it's just more more reason to just let Russ cook and let him throw the ball more. Uh, yeah, this is this is MVP of the league right now. Oh, bro. This, guy, this, this thing is absolutely crazy because Russell Wilson has thrown 14 touchdown passes. If my Three math games. is... If my if my math is correct, if I could get to my uh, my calculator here, handy dandy. But if calc- my math is, you said what? The handy dandy calc. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson is on pace for seventy four point six touchdown passes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> this is literally like Madden numbers. Uh, the crazy part is, is like you were saying, Greg. He might not have to stop. 
because Seattle's defense has given up, count them, 1,292 <laughs> passing yards through three weeks. That is over 400 yards a game. Almost Greg. 30 so points might, a game, too. He might not have to stop. Yo, like, Who he says he's going to have to stop? He has to, he has to put up 30 points a game just to win the game, like, barely. Just to barely win the game. So you know he's going to be chucking. <laughs> Look, man, I'm I'm just happy, man. I mean, the thing is, I said it, I said it earlier. Like he's not even running, no. Like 22 rushing yards, like that's great. Like Russell Wilson, like we we like obviously we're gonna get to some some other guys on this list, but like Russell Wilson could easily run for a hundred a hundred yards in a game if he wanted to. He just yeah. has a like I don't even know what to call it, like a rainbow maker attached to his right arm, like <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, the guy, is a, he's a stud, man. He's a stud. Yeah, absolute stud. All right, man. The next guy on the list is also a stud. I mean, I've, I I literally LOL'd when this guy was drafted. He has become so much a, a much better passer, a much better uh, player at the quarterback position than I ever thought he'd be. That is Josh Allen, 32.24 fantasy points, 311 passing yards. Greg, only eight rushing yards. Only eight he did this time. Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Of course, it would not be the Josh, the full Josh Allen experience without an <laughs> interception and a fumble and potentially losing the game, but then coming back to win the game. Greg, what do you think of this QB2 performance here by Josh Allen? Maybe you want to watch the game because that sounds very entertaining to me, but uh, it, this was great. Josh Allen, you know, we talked about it last week. It, uh, the safest quarterback in fantasy, probably. So this is this is Josh Allen. What he does, he could do it in the air. He could do it on the ground. Now that he has Stephon Diggs, they can, they're, you know, a threat to just you know be a downfield passing team. And you know the defense has been struggling a little bit this year, uh, giving up a lot of points to teams. So uh, he might be in a you know a lot more games where he's in a lot more shootout situations. But it doesn't matter. It could be again 10-0, the nine three is Josh Allen every day. Yeah, man, like we said, he's going to come out limping with, with 18, 17 fantasy points. He has not even done that to you yet, though. He's nope. been giving you a top three performance over th- almost, you know, over 30 points every single week he's giving yep. you. So you you just got to love this, man. And you, like, look, we said it last week. People are not going to be sleeping on Josh Allen when we get the drafts next no, year. No, let's not just anymore. Put, let's no. just put it that way. No. Uh, this next guy on the list, this is your QB3, Greg, coming into the year, and he finishes as a QB3 on the week. You sure. said these two guys could finish <laughs> one or two, some combination of one to three. Well, Greg, you were on spot on, on the money. Russell Wilson at one. Dak Prescott comes in at three. 29.48 fantasy points, 472 passing yards. Three passing touchdowns. He also gives you a little bit of the Josh Allen experience as well. Two interceptions and one lost fumble in this game. Greg, what do you make of Dak's performance, man? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys defense is just as terrible as the Seattle defense. So, yeah, they're going to be in these games every week. That's part of the reason why I have him as my number three quarterback. Uh, Yeah, he might finish, you know, just as high as Lamar and and Pat Mahomes because, yeah, this is it's a new day with all this uh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and and Dak. This is this is crazy. Their defenses are like giving them fantasy points just to you know come back and be able to to make games out of this situation. Yeah, man. I mean, coming into 
I mean, the, the, the Dallas defense is now giving up. Not good. They're now they're now giving up an 8% touchdown rate, but that's a little unfair considering you just played Russell Wilson and he threw five. I mean, they only gave up nine coming into this game, but still 831 yards. Like you're saying, they're not a great defense. Uh, you know, they're a little banged up at corner like we talked about coming into this matchup. Yep. Shinobi Awuze, he was end up being placed on IR sometime before this game. So Dak's going to have to keep airing it out. Um, but as a... You know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. But man, you gotta love it for this offense. That I mean, all three receivers we saw. This was Michael Gallup. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw Cedric Wilson get involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but Dak. I mean, Zeke Elliott. He still eats. Like this is the this is a fantasy. Like Dalton Schultz is rel- is like fantasy relative. Yeah, relevant. If you ever want to stack, this is the one to go to first. I think honestly, this is the yeah, man. I mean, like. The, like I mean, we, we talked to Jill about it. Jill in the League of Extraordinary People, she has Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. Um, that's a great stack to have, man. You yeah. got the all the touchdown, all the the Dallas Cowboys touchdowns basically locked up every week, man. Mm-hmm. You're in contention to win every week, honestly. With the rest of your teammates playing bad, they can carry you in some weeks, and that's always great to have, especially when you need a win in fantasy. Absolutely. Let's jump to this. You know, round out this top 12 at the quarterback position. The QB4, uh, garbage time will do it to you. A comeback will do it to you. Jared Goff, uh, QB5, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The QB6, Kyler Murray. The QB7, Aaron Rodgers. At 8, we had Tom Brady. 9, Drew Brees. 10, Carson Wentz. 11, Kirk Cousins. Your boy. <laughs> and, oh, man. And then 12, Joe Burrow. Greg, uh what positive performances stuck out to you this week? Uh, any 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 uh, any studs that you want to shout out at the position? Oh, you already know Joey B uh, in the top twelve. You know you, you got gotta love that. Um, finding his new receivers, finding everybody, uh, and also Nick Foles. You know coming in as a high tight end too, with basically in a quarter and a half. So uh, you mean the court a quarterback too? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> a quarter a quarterback too. Yes, not just a quarterback, but yeah. Um, this, that's awesome to see. I like Tom Brady putting up some good numbers, uh, especially uh, when we thought it could have been a run-heavy game for them. So that's good to see. Uh, emphasize on, on on Mike Evans in the red zone. So that's that's dope. So uh, that was yeah, good performance by him. Yeah, man. I also liked uh, a guy that I doubted all week, man. And he, I don't know why. Like every time I doubt him, he comes out and he he plays well. Uh, that's Deshaun Watson, man. Uh, you know, solid in a in a good matchup, man. I mean, and what was supposed to be a bad matchup here yeah. against Pittsburgh uh, still comes out, performs well, gets you a couple touchdown passes, um, and then another guy. I'm not sure anybody was starting him this week, but I'm play- I was playing Superflex. I started him. That was Nick Mullins, man. Uh, came through with a a serviceable week here, man. Absolutely, so, like that one as well. Um, now we get to the Jags at the position. The players that were just a guy, you could have basically picked up anybody off of waivers, and they would have got it done for you, man. So, so Greg, uh, what Jags stuck out to you this week, man? Uh, it's got to be the only one that sticks out to me is Cam. Uh, that was unfortunate for him. His performance, I'm rec- I mean, it's not like he didn't play a bad game, but Rex Burkhead took those red zone touchdowns or, you know, those touchdowns that we expect Cam to get in this offense. So, uh, if he's not getting that, then that kind of caps his upside a little bit. So uh, that's um, not too concerning, but it's a, a performance that didn't expect from Cam. 
I mean, I'm not expecting the Rex Burkhead three touchdown game yeah. to come all that often, or the anybody not named Cam Newton three touchdown game to happen all that often. But uh, you know, this you're gonna get one of these every once in a while with Cam. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, we've seen that throughout his career, even in in Carolina. So, um, you know, is what it is. I'm gonna go with uh, well, Ryan Tannehill. You know, I, I mean, he still had a good day technically football wise but in fantasy wise wasn't great uh he 321 uh 321 passing yards mm-hmm. uh, did have an interception uh one touchdown pass though no not no touchdown pass no touchdown pass at all um so uh you know didn't have the great day still like him going forward though especially once we get aj brown back in the fold yeah definitely that, that's a good uh good spot for him especially when aj brown comes back uh, shout out to my start streamer of the week, Justin Herbert. You know, coming through with that 330 yards. So, what's up? Yeah, I mean, he was he was okay. He didn't he didn't definitely did not kill you. I mean, yeah. and if you had as <laughs> long as you streamed anybody, as long as you didn't stream anybody not named Ryan Fitzpatrick or Gardner or no Ryan Fitzpatrick, then he, you did you did you pretty much did all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he was like the QB 14 or 15, but yeah. Uh, then. Oh, Matt Ryan, man. He was a jag, bro. He yeah. Was... Yeah, he was. I, it started off nicely for him, too. And, uh, yeah, it didn't uh, pan out too well. But uh, you, you're going to get one of these games. If he's not throwing three or four touchdown passes, he's not going to have a good day. So uh, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, Russell Gage being hurt didn't help. And Julio also not being hurt. Probably emphasized on Calvin really a lot. So it's hard to find those passing touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, and then another one, another Jack. I don't even know how I missed it. You, you, you shouted out his teammate, his position mate, uh, Nick Foles. So, Mitch Trubisky's got to be oh. a Jag man, because yeah, because yeah, you, I mean, I, I was out there in a super flex league trying to trade for Mitch Trubisky <laughs> this week so I could start him against Atlanta. So it was a good. Ma- the matchup was good. Absolutely. Uh, the process, the process was there. You're not sitting there thinking like, okay, Mitch is gonna get benched. You know, the Falcons or the Bears are two and zero. I mean, now they're three and zero because the Falcons are the Falcons. But you know, they, Mitch. You're not thinking Mitch is gonna get benched, and he does. He does. Man. So <laughs> I mean, they, they realize like we shouldn't be losing to a team like the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, but uh, all they have to do, maybe if Mitch, honestly, if he stayed in that game to the fourth quarter, who knows? Atlanta still would have collapsed. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I had said it to I had said it to some friends of mine. I said uh Nick Foles, I mean Mitch Trubisky's not coming back from 16 from a 16 point deficit. <laughs> like that's not I mean, like that's not do it that's not going to happen against Detroit. I guess he did, right? Yeah. Like Detroit was up that dominating that game for 3 quarters and their Bears came back. Yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that's a good point. Because, uh, yeah, I just feel like, I just felt like you know Nick Foles in that situation probably gives you the better chance to come back because yeah. you know you know he's gonna actually throw the ball well. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, all right, let's move on to this running back position, man. And the oh man, Greg, do you know who the RB one was on the week? <laughs> oh, hey, look, I'm ride or die. What Alvin Kamara was not your ride or die. Alvin Kamara, yeah, yo, the Skittles, man, yo, Alvin Kamara, ride or die. He was your ride or die. I thought Austin Eckler was your ride or die, bro. 
Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I, I, nah. It was yo. It was. It was. Uh, it, was <laughs> it was Kamara. We can, we can go back. To, we'll go back to the. We'll go back to the tape on this yeah. one. But but Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, thirty eight point two fantasy points and a half point PPR. Six for six carries. What a bump. Fifty eight yards. Thirteen receptions. Oh my man. What a what a what a guy. 13 receptions, 139 yards, two touchdowns, 197 total yards from scrimmage. That's a career high. Greg, what do you think of your quote-unquote? Ride or die. Ride or die. Ride or die. die. <laughs> Looking at my notes right now. <laughs> you know. I don't, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, I mean, it's just a fact, yo. Ride, ride or die. The Marvin Kamar, he's the man. This is what he does. Like, you know, the, his ability to move through the end zone. It's a contract year. I would say I'm going to probably repeat it. Well, I ride a die probation <laughs> after, but yeah, this is this is what I expect from him. Especially no no Michael Thomas, they're gonna have to rely on him. This is yeah, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, those are the guys that are gonna be at the top of you know doing what they have to do every week in and week out for, to be relying uh, to get the wins. Oh yeah, man. I mean, look, I said it after uh, the Michael Thomas injury that this guy was the RB two every week. Uh, I mean, even if CMC was fully healthy, I think Kamara would still be the RB1 uh, every week because this is absolutely absurd. Uh, what do you have, 14 or 15 targets, something like that yesterday? Um, the guy's a stud, man. So yeah, man. You just, just keep starting Alvin Kamara and just, you know, good things will happen. Um, next up, we've got the RB2. That was Rex Burkhead, the aforementioned Rex Burkhead. 31 <laughs> for all the people out there that was greg sending me his ride or die notes uh apparently he had alvin Kamara as his as his oh, ride God, or die yeah. so so uh, yeah no actually i do remember this if saquon didn't exist he'd be my favorite player to watch yep that's your ride or die okay settled i apologize greg Not uh so rex burke <laughs> rex burkhead 31.3 fantasy points uh, 98 total yards and three touchdowns in this game, Greg. Robbing Cam Newton of all the tutty goodness. What do you make of this performance by Rex Burkhead that was uh, started by almost nobody? Yeah, no, almost nobody except you. Good call for that. Uh, I, I know a couple <laughs> of people got picked him up and then picked him up in our Dynasty League. Um, so, yeah, if James White's not playing, I think he has value. He's, you know, we talked about he is he is used. He was using the first two weeks, um, so uh, I think we have to keep paying attention on James White's situation. Um, you know, it could be it could be lengthy. It could be uh, next week. He could be back. So um, if he's in, though, I, I could see him being as a you know a viable flex. Yeah, it's just going to be so tough because this offense, this running back situation. Yeah, and Damian Harris is coming is back so, Exactly. Yeah. It's murky already now, and then Damian Harris is going to come back. So presumably next week and make it even murkier so um if you if you go i mean kudos to you if you started rex burkhead like you said i started him i literally did that out of necessity i went to a league i, I saw i had julio jones he was out i went to my i went to waivers waivers didn't run until mon until monday uh, and so i was like okay i can't pick anybody up and so I just went to my bench. I had Rex Burkhead sitting there, slid him into my flex, and you know the rest is history. But uh, you know, you're if you go out starting Rex Burkhead, 
you're chasing the points with this now. You know, yeah. he's not going to have a three touchdown game again. I mean, he very well could. It's in the range of outcomes, but it's most likely uh, not going to be likely for as long. You know, if, if James White comes back anytime soon, um, so I, I'm, I'm not really chasing this. I mean, something uh, to monitor going forward. Are you, I mean, we'll talk about the waivers and stuff, but is he somebody that you're even willing? Are you going to pick him up if he's available in your league? Um, I think you can just um. <clears throat> Maybe for a couple of weeks, I think it's it's a limited waiver ad. Um, I mean, for maybe for next week, if James White situation, also the Damian Harris situation, he is eligible to be off the IR, but not necessarily. Don't know if he's going to be able to play yet. So, I mean, those those two options happen. I mean, a lot of things have to fall, but he'll be he'll be the guy um, to be in pass catching downs because you know Sony Michelle is still going to only be the you know the rusher, but Red Rick Rick will be using the red zone at the very least. Yeah, most definitely agree with that as well. Um, all right, man, moving on to the running back position. RB3 on the week, somebody we talked about a ton on Thursday, but I know you couldn't wait to talk about him again, Greg. James Robinson, 27.9 fantasy points and a half point PPR, 11 for 46, two touchdowns, six uh, six catches on six targets for 83 yards. I know we talked about him, Greg, but what do you make of James Robinson and this performance staying put as the RB3? didn't lose that much ground after uh, Thursday night. Yeah, this is awesome from him. He is a every week high-end RB2 with some, I think, RB1 upside. Um, mm-hmm. Garner Mishu is going to feed it to him, uh, especially with his pass-catching abilities. Uh, so that means he's game script independent. This is this is great for him. I, I love I love the, the, the receptions total and his yardage. Um, it's, it's awesome for a team like Jacksonville. So he should be used heavily. Yeah, man, I like that a lot. I mean, James Robinson, like I said, you know, at, on the the recap to this to this game, um, you know, he looked really good just as a player. You know, so uh, he he was really productive at Illinois State. Um, you know, he he was undrafted, but again, he was he was really productive. Uh, didn't have a ton of, um, you know, his his measurables weren't great uh, in terms of what he ran in, in his forty and and whatnot, but. Um, you know, he, he looks like a good football player. And so, uh, you know, keep starting him every week. <laughs> um, Facts. All right, man. So rounding out the top 12 at the position, man, Derrick Henry, the game finally came, RB4. Uh, I know this guy you're going to want to talk about poetically. So Austin Eckler, the RB5. Ooh. We'll get to that in a minute. Dalvin Cook, the RB6. Nick Chubb, the RB7, James Conner, RB8, Jeff Wilson Jr., the RB9, Mike Davis, the RB10, <laughs> uh, Daryl Henderson, the RB11, and then Aaron Jones, the RB12. Uh, some honorable mentions I'm going to throw in there. Uh, Jarek McKinnon coming through mm-hmm. as a waiver wire pickup. Uh, and then Miles Gaskin, another guy I played on Thursday night, but got to show my man some love. Absolutely. Um, Greg what stud performances stuck out to you? Uh, I know that you're getting all hot and bothered about the 11 targets on for 11 catches for, for on 11 targets for Austin Eckler. So talk to me, man. What's up? Oh man, remember when people were freaking out that he got one cat target in week one? Oh man, this is just beautiful to see. This is the Austin Eckler we thought. I thought at least that was going to be used heavily. Uh, you know, even with Joshua Kelly having an impact, he, he didn't have a very good game. He had a pretty bad game, actually. Um, also, Eckler dominated. 
and that that's this is Justin Herbert. If Justin Herbert is attached to Austin Eckler in this offense, Keenan Allen and uh, Austin Eckler should be ones at their position. So this is good for him to see, and Derrick Henry being used in the red zone, getting those touchdowns like we expect him to get. Yeah, man. So I, I mean, I'm glad you talked about Herbert because after Week One, going into Week Two, Tyrod is the starter. You were nervous, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. You, you have to be. <laughs> just, just it, it, not not because like uh, uh, you know he would be a solid, I think high in RB two, but the cap is just it, it's it's very cap with Tyrod as an offense. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, you know, Tyrod. I mean. 11 targets to 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 um Eckler here uh, absurd 19 targets to Keenan Allen which obviously we're going to talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. um but, but uh yeah man I mean you would have to be nervous if it's Tyrod uh, I think Herbert has played well enough through 2 weeks now that you have to imagine that he keeps this job for for good for the foreseeable future I'd imagine um and then yeah, like I mean, you talked about, um, you know, Derrick Henry finally getting that tu- those touchdowns. I mean, that had the flip, man. Oh, the yeah. Titans had they had scored six six passing touchdowns, had not scored a rushing touchdown yet. Like you yeah. had to imagine that that was gonna flip at some point. Um, Dalvin Cook coming through with a career high 181 rushing Ooh. yards. That 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 was awesome to see. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Continuing to, you know, something that we had, I think we talked about it off air. Kareem Hunt might be the safest back in that backfield, um, you know, because like we saw week one, if the if the Browns are getting, you know, blown out like they were in that negative game script against Baltimore, Nick Chubb wasn't involved, but Kareem Hunt, you know, still involved. And then even in games where they're, where they're, they're winning handedly, uh, b- both these guys are getting entire drives to themselves. And being yeah. allowed to, you know, basically tire out the defense, and then it's it's like, be imagine being a defense, and then it's like, oh, Nick Chubb, he's a pretty good running back, right? And then it's like, but he goes off the field, and then Nick, then Kareem Hunt comes in, and he's totally fresh. Yeah, imagine then, like defensive guys <laughs> rotating, and their backups are playing against Kareem Hunt. Like that's yeah, it's not. Yeah, like, man. I mean, yeah. it's 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 just. They have such an advantage with those two. I mean, hey man, if they want to make the playoffs. The Browns just need to feed them the ball, man. That's that's. I think that's the formula for them to win. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you know you gotta love you know Kevin Stefanski out there. Shout out to the head the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there was a clip of him going around on social media. Uh, you know, basically during a game saying, "Don't worry, fantasy owners, we're gonna get Nick Chubb the ball here. Don't worry." <laughs> so. You gotta love a, a coach that's definitely uh, self-aware. So that's good to see. All right, rounding out the position, or no, we round out the position. Rounding out the Jags at the position because we definitely had uh, a few to, to mention. You already talked about. You, you mentioned Joshua Kelly um, doesn't come through here. Had a fumble in this game as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, from from what I understand, seems like he may have been uh, reprimanded for that fumble. Uh, cause that after that it was it was it was all Eckler. Didn't see much of Josh Kelly after that. Um, you know my start of the week, Kenyon Drake. Man, I mean, look, I'm gonna say this right now. If if you have an opportunity to buy Kenyon Drake in your fantasy league, go yeah, do it. 
Go do because that. this guy, and David Johnson, as well. <laughs> go do that. Like we said, David Johnson as well. Like Kenyon Drake, though. I mean, he's he's still dominating this backfield in terms of touches. Uh, I mean, in terms of carries, right? Like, I mean, he's he's getting 18, 18 to twenty carries each week. Uh, uh, Chase Edmonds only has twelve or thirteen carries, I think, through three weeks. It's, it's you know, so it's four carries a week. That's kind of what I had said in the, was going to happen in the off season that the second running back only gets you know something about four carries, four carries per game, and then he's got he's got, uh, I mean, he's got the Jets coming up next week or in two weeks, and then I forget who they play this week, but he's got another good match. I think they play, no, they play Carolina. So you you, you want to go get Kenyon Drake right now. If the Kenyon Drake manager is tilting right now, go buy Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Okay, yeah what do you it, think about that? Yeah, I watched a lot of that this game. Um, It's just a matter of like him being, the red zone usage wasn't as there as you expect him to be, but Andy Isabella's not scoring two red zone touchdowns again. So like, get, yeah, get Kenyon Drake. Yeah, and then Kyler Murray's not going to throw three interceptions and take the offense off the field every week. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. And then, look, man, the Bucks backfield, that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you doing with that? Uh, you can't uh, start either tough. one of them, right? N- not, I mean. I, uh, not confidently. You can. Not, I mean, you can do it. Not confidently. Yeah, you, you could. You can it, click the button. Them. Yeah, one of <laughs> them. <laughs> So I mean, they'll give you like a you know a safe like maybe six or seven points. That size of the floor, but uh, the, the 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 high upside isn't there. The the upside is gone for both of these guys uh, unless one is messing up and then one just dominates touches. But you can't predict that. So yeah, it, it's gonna be a tough to call. It's like a it's worse situation like than Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, really. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. I mean, this one is just so unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, you know, head coach included, and then, you know, I th- I think you could flex one of these guys, but you know the risk that you're taking when you right. do that. Right. Like you you know the risk. I mean, I wouldn't do it unless it's a matchup like we saw last week, where it's just hey, this defense is just terrible against the run, like absolutely terrible. Like let's get this one done. So, um. And, yeah, um, I mean it's Melvin Gordon, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I was gonna say Joe Mixon is another <laughs> week. Joe Mixon, this is like three straight weeks now where he's disappointed for you. So uh, we we somehow he he's probably low, you know RB two, but yeah, he's just slowly climbing down, especially because he's not getting not getting receptions. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's crazy to say because as the price keeps keeps dipping on Joe Mixon. You want I it? think I'm at. Oh, man, look, look, man. If the price gets cheap enough, <laughs> right? True. Like, let's say, let's say you're a contending team. Let's say you have, I don't know, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you 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 picked up Jarek McKinnon a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Raheem Mostert on your bench. You picked up Mike Davis last week. Like you picked up Miles Gaskin the week before that. Yeah, so I you just have all the. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but there is a league out there like that, right? So you, right. you know, you've got all these guys on your team. Like, why wouldn't I approach the, uh, you know, a- approach the Joe Mixon manager and say, "Hey, I'll give you Miles Gaskin for Joe Mixon straight Cause up." Because I'd rather, honestly, I think I'd rather have Miles Gaskin over, throughout the year over them Joe Mixon, rest of the year. 
Do you th- so you think Miles Gaskin finishes higher than Joe Mixon by end of season? Yes. I'll put that in the jar. All right, we're, we're <laughs> all right. Let's Miles Gaskin's just safe no, with his uh, receptions. You, I can't, absolutely, Gio Bernard's just absolutely. taking all that away. No, he's absolutely safer. But think about the team that I laid out. Right, you got Alvin Kamara. You've got you've got uh, Jonathan Taylor. You've got. Raheem Mostert, you've got Jarek McKinnon, mm-hmm. you've got Mike Davis. You don't need Miles Gaskin. You just start Miles Gaskin. What if you have if you have someone that's gonna do better than Joe? I mean, when, <laughs> when Raheem Mostert comes when Raheem Mostert comes back, though, you're gonna start Raheem Mostert. You're gonna start. You could easily start Jarek McKinnon over Miles Gaskin, right? If it's a two running back, one flex, two wide receiver, right? Your yeah, your op your options are limited in who you can start. And all I'm saying is that. I mean, you don't believe that Joe Mixon is going to finish, but we saw Joe Mixon do this last year. Like, right. the, the exact same thing that he's doing right now, we watched him do it last year. So right. all I'm saying is, if you believe that there's a possibility that it could flip, where Joe Mixon is to the point where he's dominating touches, he's getting reception work, then that's that's more valuable than, than Miles Gaskin, because at least you know the red zone opportunities are potentially going to be there. Yeah, I'm just in more in the red zone now. They're throwing the ball more in the red zone, and if they are passing, it would be to Gio Bernard. I probably I would feel like that Joe Mixon was getting I still more targeted at this point last year though. No, he he wasn't. He wasn't. But he wasn't getting. I mean, let me see if I can if I can check this. Uh, we'll, we could do this at another. We could do this in preparation for for the Sunday preview because yeah. we'll take a lot of time. <laughs> doing this right now but move, let's move on to the wide receiver position man uh wide receiver one on the week that would be my guy tyler lockett 32.5 fantasy points nine catches on 13 targets 100 yards and three first half touchdowns greg what do you think about tyler lockett in this performance this week man yeah dominating performance from tyler lockett uh just the you know, the catch rate still so high uh for him so it just Keep it going. Every time he throws into the ball, it's going to be a catch, and it's going to be a prior first down and even more. Uh, and with the DK Metcalf drop of a touchdown, I'm sure Russell Wilson wanted to throw to Todd Lockett even more. So uh, this is a good sign for him. You know, he's a, he's a bona fide wide receiver one in this league with him and DK, both. Yeah, man. And like, like, you know, like I said, coming into this week, part of the reason why I made him my start of the week, 27.5% target share, 13 targets in this game. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if DK saw five targets in this game, um, but you know he's 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 dominating the target share there. Uh, this this nine for thirteen kind of messes up his his catch rate, man. He came in <laughs> with a ninety three percent catch rate. This is gonna dip a little bit now, so uh, that's that's upsetting. But this next guy, uh, man, I love this guy, Justin Jefferson, twenty seven fantasy points. Seven catches on nine targets, 175 receiving yards, Greg, and one re- one touchdown reception on a 71-yard uh, beautiful touchdown reception with a lot of swag at the end of it. Greg, what do you make of this performance by Justin Jefferson, the Minnesota Vikings' first-round rookie draft pick, man? Yeah, this is this is nice. This is uh, good for what we expect to see as a you know the number two receiver, especially uh, Adam Thielen is the main pass catcher on this team. So if he can, you know, there's still a lot of targets with Diggs being gone. He got almost about 80 receptions last year. Justin Jefferson could slide into that and get, you know, close to that number. And he could be, of you know, a viable flex option uh, throughout the year. He got nine targets in this, uh, like I said. So this is a good performance from him. Um, let's see if he can keep it going. He did have 
he did average three through the first two weeks. So uh, let's see if we can get some consistency. Yeah, man. I mean, like I like we talked about leading up to this to this show. I mean, I this guy's snap rate was up seventy eight percent this week. That was the highest that it had been all season. Week one, I think it was about sixty sixty five percent. Week two, it had dipped to fifty eight. Week three, there was a huge jump. Um, you know, so I think. I think this. I think this is a guy that they wanted to get involved in the offense. I know we got the waiver show coming up, so we'll dig dig a little deeper into that. Um, but he's a guy I think that should be paid attention to. I mean, led the team in targets today. You, like you said, that's not going to happen every week. But he's clearly uh, a top two target in this offense. No other player uh, had more than three after Adam Thielen's five targets. So. He's definitely going to be involved week to week with how bad this defense is, like we said with Seattle and Dallas. Uh, there's, there should be pass, uh, pass opportunities to go around. So uh, I think Justin Jefferson should be involved. But the number th- wide receiver three on the week, man, Cedric Wilson, 25.2 fantasy points, five catches on seven targets, 107 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Greg, how many of your leagues did you start Cedric Wilson in? Oh yeah, absolutely zero. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of this performance, Greg? I, mean, uh, I know we're probably not going to talk about him later. Maybe we will. Maybe we nah, won't. Yeah, this is um, this is you know, one of those days. Uh, I think an outlier, if you want to call in, you know, fantasy land. But it's just so many weapons, so I can't call uh, Wilson to be a viable uh, player. Consistency uh, with Lamb, with Schultz. With Cooper, with Gallup, uh, yeah, this is he's a number four pass catcher, number five actually pass catcher. So uh, this is maybe an outlier here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you and say that this is an outlier. I mean, this this Seattle defense, they don't. I mean, they're dealing with a ton of injuries in the secondary, but they pretty much stayed in base defense no matter what um, what offensive personnel Dallas was putting out there, and his. First touchdown came, you know, from a four-receiver set, and he's matched up with K.J. Wright, who's a 260-pound linebacker <laughs> in the slot and runs a slant and just takes it to the crib. So um, I think this is just more of like, uh, you know, like you said, this is a flash in the pan. This is an outlier game. I mean, he's, you said fifth. He might even be fourth or fifth he might even be lower than that when you're talking about <laughs> dalton schultz and and zeke elliott i mean oh yeah as a pass uh, catcher <laughs> as a pass catcher so i mean this guy you know he like you said he's a number four receiver he literally only was coming in the game I and mean, from what i saw maybe i'm wrong he was literally only coming in the game in four receiver sets so um yeah, I'm not. He's not somebody that we we should really be interested. In. But kudos to you if you know you took the shot on him out there. Yeah, indeed. But anyways, something I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if you were gonna do that. <laughs> but <laughs> the the wide receiver four on the week, 19 targets, hard, pretty hard not to finish here. That would be Keenan Allen. The wide receiver five, Allen Lazard. Lizard time. Wide receiver six, Lizard time. Uh, the wide receiver six man, another Allen. Someone we said was it was coming, man. Allen Robinson. Uh, the wide receiver seven, Michael Gallup on oh, man. Uh, the wide receiver eight, Cooper Cup. Wide receiver nine, Robert Woods. Wide receiver ten, DeAndre Hopkins. The wide receiver eleven, Brandon Ayuk. And the wide receiver twelve, T. Higgins. Greg, 
hit me with your honorable mentions or just you you know studs that you want to shout out man oh shout out yeah shout out to these two rookies holding it down getting 11 and 12 Ayuk and higgins that's awesome to see shout out to cooper cup and robert woods both finishing as wide receiver ones uh you love to see that um little, little flashes of uh, what they used to be a couple years ago where both receivers can eat um and that that's that's great because the off is playing pretty well right now as far as his offense and stuff uh and yeah that was that, that was a I think two of the guys that really stood out to me, uh, Will Fuller getting back on that board, getting a touchdown. So that was dope. Uh, and probably confident to see him um, down the line if you guys were worried, because I was. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, definitely shout out to Ayuk and Higgins uh, coming in the top 12 this week. Um, yeah, man, Cooper Cup, man. I had been saying it, on the, especially on the DFS podcast. I've been hammering the table for Cooper Cup the last two weeks. Um, you, you know, even, you know, it, I wanted to make him my start of the week. Um, but I landed on Tyler Lockett. I'll take that. But yeah. Cooper <laughs> cup, you know, he was, <laughs> he was in a, he was in a great matchup here with Buffalo in the slot. Uh, Robert Woods, man, coming through, uh, some of that came, a lot of that came as a result of them trying to come down from 28 to three. But, um, yeah, I mean, Robert Woods was a guy I even almost considered benching, in a league um, because of, you know, because of the matchup with Trey White. Um, so glad I didn't do that. But the uh, Andy Isabella, I think, you know, that that was a good showing by him. Christian Kirk, he was out in this game. Uh, Andy Isabella, highly drafted uh, second-year player, second-year wide receiver by this by this regime and this coaching staff. Um, so, you know, he's probably he, he could be the preferred player uh, to to a Christian Kirk who wasn't drafted by this regime, so you know him coming in in his first game, uh, you know with substantial playing time, uh, catching two touchdowns, uh, you know especially in an offense that plays with a ton of wide open wide, uh, you know four receiver sets. He's somebody that's intriguing. Um, you know another honorable mention, uh, Tyler Boyd, your guy doesn't Ooh. get in the top twelve, but he came he came through ten for one twenty five, thirteen um, targets. Mm. 13 targets i'm i'm surprised you didn't talk about your guys man greg ward um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah i mean you know I, I got i got i got the jar bets with tyler boyd already so you, the the it's it's true t t higgins though i'd shout him out um yeah greg oh ward, yeah too. t higgins yeah that's true greg, yeah greg uh, ward you know, some dynasty guys coming through i mean i wanted to save him for the waiver wipe out that's why <laughs> yeah i know but we you know we got to give him his love right now you true, know true, honorable true. mention stud you know give him his love um, but now we got to, you know, now it's no love, the, the Jags, man. So some of the Jags is the position, man. I mean, A.J. Green, ugh. ugh is that a Jag? Uh, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a level, it comes down to level expectations, right? Right, I mean, right, I right. had pretty high expectations for A.J. Green coming into the year. You had very low expectations. So it is what it is. Um, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, I mean, like Odell said, man, it's not going to be a numbers year. Yeah, that's it. He said it. Well, the moment it's, he said, I was trying to ready to shop this man because I don't think Odell's lying about it. It's it's a running offense. You know, we we, we both think that Cleveland's going to have to run the ball to win it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, look, guys. I mean, look look at Kevin Stefanski. Look where he was coming from. He was coming from Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. I mean, people thought about this offense potentially being good, um, or you know, Baker Mayfield is potentially being. A, a sleeper quarterback in this offense, I just didn't I never thought the volume was going to be here for him. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I had him as my bust at the quarterback position. 
It's just it came down to volume, and th- this is a better Browns team when they're running the football. That's it. Um, Nikhil Harry. Lamb. Oh yeah, Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean CD Lamb. I mean that's I can't even really get mad at him for that man. I, I know. Mean, I mean he, he did a serviceable day. It was a serviceable. Yeah, day, serviceable sure. day. I mean this this offense, like they were try- they were getting the ball to everybody. They were. You know were. so. They, it, I'm just like mad Cedric Wilson, Wilson took, has, yeah, took it. They exactly. basically took his numbers away, though. This should have been CD Lamb's yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, DJ Moore didn't come through this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton also didn't have a great day, but that was also game script. I mean, the Jets spotted the Colts seven points in this, you know, to start the game. Yeah. Um, they didn't really have to really this is three straight air it out much. That he's killed you. This is three straight weeks, which is tough. The one week, like we said, dropped the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, where if he catches that, we're not even talking about him last week as a potential. Um, you know, yeah, as at a this point, there's no one to throw the ball jack. to now, though. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you you kind of just just keep just keep Ty man, just keep him in there. I'd honestly consider buying low on Ty to be honest. Yeah, I, man. I could I could I could uh, get with you and buying low on him probably rather than. Than Joe, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Let's get to the tight end position. The the number one tight end on the week, man. That is Jimmy Graham. Twenty one fantasy points and a half point PPR. Six catches, sixty yards, two touchdowns. Greg, what do you think of the old man, Jimmy Graham? Uh yeah, this is a good performance. I mean, he he's also produced. This is another uh, touchdown day for him. Where he scored a touchdown, so. I like it. I think with Nick Foles too, he has a little more intrigue. He's he's definitely going to be a tight end. Um, you get you can uh, can go grab honestly because his red zone threat and just him, him him being involved as the guy who's athletic at tight end. Yeah, I mean he he. If I'm not mistaken, according to Pro Football Focus, ran 42 routes in this game. Yeah. Second uh, most on the team. I 43, 43 routes. That's second most on the team behind Allen Robinson. So you got to like that there. So uh, definitely. Somebody that I'm, I'd be interested in if I needed help at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, the tight end two on the week that would be Tyler Croft, man. Uh, 16.4 fantasy points and a half point PPR, four catches, 24 yards, two touchdowns. Greg, I know you had Tyler Croft. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is but this is a guy too, uh, that he you know he could be also um good for you down the line, um, especially with Dawson Knox being hurt. Uh, this is Buffalo Bills. They do they'll throw to the tight end. Josh Allen does use the tight end, so he could also be you know a, a guy that you can add um, going forward. Yeah, I like that as well. I mean, Dawson Knox in concussion protocol, especially in a game like this where you knew Jalen Ramsey was going to be uh, on Stephon Diggs, even though that didn't matter for one of those touchdowns. Um, but then you know you uh, you know no Zach Moss. You know, there's limited, you know, John Brown, I think, had an ankle injury in this game as well or foot injury, something along those lines. So, you know, there's target. There was targets available and he made he made do with those opportunities. Um, The tight end three on the week, man, finally comes through with a good game. Eric Ebron, 13.7, five catches, 52 yards and a touchdown in this one. Greg, what did you make of Ebron's performance in this game, Greg? Yeah, he got the touchdown, so you know, made his day pretty good. Um, it's very hard to predict when he's gonna be used, but you know he's gonna end up in the year with a certain amount of stats. So like, I just I don't know. I can't uh, go. I guess he. I don't think he's every week start at the tight end position, but there'll be weeks where he's gonna be a tight end one for sure. 
Yeah, definitely agree with that. I mean, his it's you know he's going to be somebody that we stream in good matchups. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be all about touchdown production with him. I mean, like you said, it's it's going to be hard to predict. I mean, he's like a five, you know, five or six touchdown kind of guy. Um, but you know, he has exploded before. Other than that, the year he exploded for fourteen in Indianapolis, which you know he's not going to do again. Uh, so, you know. Definitely somebody that we're just we're just looking to stream right now. Mm-hmm. Um, rounding out the top twelve at the position, man, we had Robert Tanyan uh, finishing as the tight end four. Mo Ali Cox as the tight end five. Zach Ertz the tight end six. Jesse James as the tight end seven. At eight, Foster Moreau. Nine, Jacob Hollister. Ten, Greg Olson. Eleven, Johnu Smith. And twelve, we had Mercedes Lewis. This was a did you catch a touchdown or not week at the tight end position? <laughs> basically. Uh, basically. Basically. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to throw it out there for you, Greg. Gronk, man. Six for 48. <laughs> yo, I, yo, maybe Bruce Arians just hates fantasy football. Yeah, I think he does. I think he I think he actually does. Because his team <laughs> is like so stacked. His team has a lot of fantasy-relevant players. He just doesn't want to make it work. Except, it, honestly... Yo, Mike Evans is the only one I want now. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and now, oh yeah, boy, Scotty Miller, he's back to Scotty. Yeah, Scotty too hottie. Oh yeah, he's back. He's back to Scotty, man. He's back to Scotty. He's earned it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, look, this this tight end position. It was weird this week, but there. I mean, it's hard to call tight ends Jags, but I'm a I'm gonna throw out two Jags, man, and they're Jags that are gonna be uh painful to us. But that's Drew Sample and Logan Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Sample, man, he, he he was that was that was that was bad. Yeah. Uh, the one target, <laughs> yeah. one target, one catch, uh, one yard game from Drew Sample, um, or was it one yard or was it ten yards? I don't know. I, don't it was, I didn't even look at it when I saw that point four <laughs> points. I just was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I was watching a lot of the game. It was you know anything in the middle of the field, which you know Joe Burrow still was doing. It was all the Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd was dominating his slot matchup, so there was no reason to really. Pass it to Titan, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. And then the other Jack at the position, I'm not even going to blame him. I'm going to blame his quarterback. That would be Logan Thomas, man. I mean, uh, still had seven targets, only had three catches in this one. It, like, this is a Dwayne Haskins problem, right? This has to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Dwayne Haskins problem. Again, he's getting the target number, and now the, the catch rate isn't there, I'm sure. As a lot of these balls are not catchable passes, and just... Yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> that's it's tough. Uh, it's just hard to like someone that's getting targeted and not not be able to produce. Oh, and shout out yeah, to man, it, Darren Waller. I mean, but we we knew this. This is the Patriots. They take away what you do best, and that was literally Darren Waller. I mean, look, you were not going. Did he? I mean, what was his stat line? I don't even two know. two receptions for nine yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. You're not you probably went wall, to the though. exactly. You went to the waiver wire. You looked at the, you looked at the waivers and you were like, I mean, look, I mean, is any tight end really going to do worse or do that much better <laughs> than Darren Waller at this yeah. point? Yeah, I guess yeah. like like if you picked up Drew Sample, Darren <laughs> <laughs> like no, Darren Waller still did better. Yeah, yeah. Nah. The only reason, the only uh, court, like tight end, you were probably. Morelli Cox when you heard, but even Jack but Doyle you, still played. Jack Doyle was active, so yeah. you're like, I don't yeah. really want to do that. Nah, yeah, that was you it. Know? Was so you, you, you were starting Darren Waller. 
Yeah, you were starting Darren Waller. Yep. That's pretty much it, man. Um. All right, man. Let's let's that that, that rounds up the 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 studs and jags at each position. Let's get to the injuries, man. I'll just run through them really quick, and then we'll jump into the waivers. Uh, first injury to note: Chris Carson uh, sprained his knee on a on what was a dirty play by a Dallas Absolutely Cowboys too. defender. Absolutely. Yeah, hands down, a dirty play should not be any any room for that in the NFL. They've they've got to you know do more than just find that player, um, but. It was feared to be to be worse initially, um, but you know seems like it's going to be a one to two week thing. You know, but if you ask Pete Carroll, Chris Carson is going to play this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd probably play today <laughs> if there was a game. So um, that part that part was me being a little hyperbolic. But um, you know, I mean, Chris Chris Carson, uh, that's definitely something to monitor. So you know, we'll take we'll look at the waiver situation in a minute, but. Tariq Cohen torn ACL. Obviously, that's a that's a blow to him. Uh, he'll he will miss the rest of this year. Um, Chris Godwin, this part kind of sucks. Uh, I mean, this one kind of sucks. MRI on his hamstring uh, was ruled out of the game, uh, and his status for Week Four is is up in the air. And then also at the wide receiver position, Russell Gage, Atlanta Atlanta Falcon wide receiver, he's in concussion Huff. protocol. Yeah, that that one sucks. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, also a concussion protocol. Uh, he kind of, I mean, I know he 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 hurt a lot of people. Uh, you know, in terms of obviously he got a concussion. Hope he's okay. But uh, a lot of people uh, felt the brunt of that of that concussion. Um, and then Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to quote unquote miss some time after he suffered an ankle injury against the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, so you know that lights up for Zach Ertz. Um, and then look, man, kickers are people too, man. Uh, Atlanta Falcons place kicker Youngway Koo has a groin oh, injury. That's my favorite kicker too in the league. <laughs> right? He's expected to miss some time. Um, so that sucks. If you have. The Atlanta Falcons kicker, everyone. If you have the Atlanta Falcons kicker, <laughs> then you need to potentially switch out your kicker because he is currently injured. Also, watch out, Zach Pascal. You're on alert, injury alert. Whoever's playing the number two receiver for the Colts is getting injured. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry. Um, Michael Pittman. That reminds me. Michael Pittman. I missed that. Thanks for that, Greg. Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, suffering from compartment syndrome. Um, in his in his leg, his left leg, I don't remember which leg it was, but his calf uh, is expected to be out until week eight. Uh, that's a very serious injury, uh, and if not caught in time, could lead to amputation. So, um, you know, thankfully everything is okay with him. So, did I miss any other injuries in this one, Greg? No, 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 no. And nothing major? Okay. Let's move on to the waivers, man. Running back position. Uh, so... When you're looking at these guys, Miles Gaskin, first of all, is still 49% rostered. Uh, so he's got to be a guy that you got to target. He was a guy I mentioned last week, a guy we've been uh, keeping an eye on after week one, basically. So he, he, he's got to be owned in 100% of leagues, I think. Uh, he's an RB2, a low in RB2 with um, safe upside because he's going to be targeted and he's going to get the majority of these touches. Um, only Jordan Howard is going to still two carries for maybe a touchdown away from him. But that's about it. 
Miles Gaston's a guy you need to add, and he needs to be rostered. Uh, after that, I think Jeff Wilson Jr., he's 22% rostered in leagues. Uh, he had 12 carries and three receptions, uh, got those two touchdowns towards the end. Uh, and I think this is more for kind of the Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he did pop up with injury towards the end of the game. Um, even with Wilson healthy, I mean, even with McKinnon healthy, Wilson should be involved. So I think he could be a guy you, you can have as a viable flex, especially if McKinnon is hurt. Um, keep an eye on that. <clears throat> I don't think it's too serious for McKinnon. Um, if, if McKinnon is playing, I think he's more of a RB3 <clears throat> deep league flex. Uh, so I think you got to keep an eye on that. And because of what happened to Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde has got to be an ad. It's a, the safety net running back that you probably should have had if you were Chris Carson owners. But uh, with Carlos Hyde being there, he's going to get be involved, especially in the red zone. And uh, he'll get a certain amount of carries. I think I wouldn't probably be surprised if he gets, you know, 10 to 15 carries uh, as they like to use him, even with Chris Carson in the game. Uh, and after that, I think it's kind of murky because these Patriot running backs, Rex Burkhead, I think you can add for a deeper league a lot. Again, we talk about a lot of things have to go your way, but Damian Harris is eligible to come off IR. I know we have him in the, uh, we have him in the league. We kept him in the IR spot. I think he's a guy you might want to go get rather than maybe Rex Burkhead. If you're thinking down the line, go at him, put him in your IR spot if he's still there, uh, and um, he could be serviceable. He could be used as soon as next week. Um, and it was a guy that was standing out in camp um, as the winner of this running back field. Uh, so I don't be won't be surprised if he can get that by you know a couple weeks down the line. Yeah, I'm totally with you on Miles Gaskin. Go out and get that man, especially if you play in a in the PPR league. Um, that dude is absolutely gold for you mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and then Daryl Henderson, did you mention? I him? think he's he's definitely owned. He's definitely majorly owned. I, I did look back to all the guys that you know I mentioned in the previous week uh, and see if their percentage has gone up. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely over that sixty percent mark. I keep keep it at fifty, but yeah. Yeah, because it's gone. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people were. You're right. A lot of people drafted Henderson, so some of them may have held on. Yeah, to he's him. up to seventy-seven now. Um, he went up forty-six percent after last week. So yeah, good, good, good job on you guys getting Derrick Henderson. Yeah, I mean another name I want to bring up too is uh, Travis Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you talked about Carlos Hyde, but he's somebody that also gets a lot of run in this. Uh, in this Seattle backfield. Um, so, I mean, he's somebody that would also actually played the same amount of snaps as Carlos Hyde. Um, and he, he does get some of the reception work uh, on a lot of the uh, passing, passing down work for, for Seattle. So he's somebody to keep an eye on as well. Uh, if you don't get Carlos right. Hyde. Um. What about Brian Hill? Any interest in adding him? Um, I mean, had 10 touches, 80 yards, a touchdown. As Gurley... Looked better yeah, than Todd Gurley. Yeah, as Gurley be. starts to struggle more and more, I think uh, he, he has intrigue, especially in the, the pass catching. Um, Gurley's not really getting targeted too much, so uh, there's room for him. Brian Hill It was already you know taking those opportunities to start, but there's more room for him to grow in that area as well. So I think he'd be uh, you know deeper league RB4 or, or flexing some deeper leagues as well. Especially in, with the Falcons. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think he's he's like a speculative mm-hmm. ad. I would say, like, if you you know if you're one and two or you know you know if you're zero oh and three or whatever, I'm not saying go out and pick up Brian Hill, but if you're like three and zero, oh, you've got 
you know, you're stashing Miko Hardman through today and he doesn't do anything and, you know, you don't, you know, maybe you miss out on all these other guys and on th- on Wednesday after waivers run, Brian Hill was just sitting there. And then, yeah, no, nah, absolutely. Why not? Those why not moves be golden sometimes, man. They really do. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah it, absolutely. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. So go do it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the receiver position, man, because this is going to be this is going to be a fun week at the receiver position, man. So let's go. Uh, who we got at, at wide receiver? Man? Uh, you who know, I already mentioned him a couple weeks previously, but if he's only 49 percent roster still. It's Adam Lazard. It's Lizard time. Come on, man. You got you guys got to get him. He needs to be upwards of 70 and up of 80 percent rostered because six for eight, 146 yards. Got that one deep touchdown. You got to keep, first of all, you got to keep monitoring Devontae Adams' injuries because, you know, it's not certain that he'll be back for Monday night. They play Atlanta. That Again, it's another primetime game where <laughs> you have to have a backup plan for possibly uh, Devontae Adams. So you got to at least have Alan Lazard. He could be a great uh, spot play if if Devontae Adams is not playing. And if he, even if he is playing, uh, this is a guy that's going to be highly targeted because they're playing the Falcons' defense. So uh, he, he should be good to go. Um I think this is a good pickup for him. This is a guy that, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers had trust with and likes. So he, he's gaining more and more momentum as that second receiver uh, over MBS and the clear-cut guy. Um, so definitely add him. Uh, after that, it's got to be your boy, Brandon Ayuk, man. I think Brandon Ayuk, uh, 28% rostered. He had three rush attempts for 31 yards and a touchdown and five for eight. Of targets for 70 yards. That's just beautiful. He's literally what Debo Sammy was for the 49ers last year. Uh, Debo Sammy is expected to be back, though, in week five. Uh, so it'll be very intriguing to see their uses together. But I think, uh, you know, until that point, one, uh, Brandon Yuk is a very dangerous flex with some wide receivers two upside. And when Debo Sammy comes back, I think uh, he'll still be used and it will be involved. I think this is more of a hurt to Kendrick Bourne and his uh, production. I think that the the waiver on him is pretty much over, especially when Debo Samuel comes back. So, um, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that definitely should add. Uh, after that, Justin Jefferson, he's 31% rostered. Uh, he had the nine targets for 175 yards, got that deep touchdown. He's emerging as the number two receiver uh, for this Vikings offense that we expected him to be. Uh, again, we can't expect this boom every game. Uh, you know, Thielen will dominate the touches, I mean, the targets, and, you know, Cook will be running the ball. But, um, I think he, you know, as he keeps trickling up and emerging, uh, especially for a defense that the Vikings aren't very good, uh, they'll have to throw the ball to catch up. Uh, he should be a guy, hopefully, if he can get over that six target number consistently, will be a flex um, for you um, going forward. Uh, other than after that, got those uh, guys like T. Higgins, man. T. Higgins got the healthy start, got the start over John Ross, who was a healthy scratch. So that tells you right right away what the coaching staff thinks of him. Alden Tate and Higgins really pretty much dominated. You know, those that shared that three third receiver role. Uh, but he's five percent roster T. Higgins. I was that was one of the why not moves. I got him before in the League of Shortening people before the week started. Um so yeah, it was a it was a good move. Um got the nine targets, forty yards for two touchdowns, and the two touchdowns were both in the red zone. So that's beautiful to see. Uh Joe Barrow, the passive volume is gonna be there. Another forty four passes. I think this guy has flex appeal as long as, you know, they see you trust in him and over as he could be emerging as that number two receiver. Honestly, he could jump AJ Green as far as production. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those last two guys I want to mention for, you know, for 12 team leagues, maybe uh, Greg Ward and Scotty Miller. Uh, both these guys, Scotty Miller's back on board, uh, especially with the Chris Godwin injury. 
um, hamstring now concussion. You know, you can come back in a week, but the hamstring is a little more complicated. Uh, and he he can be a guy that is going to get targeted. Uh, he he was a, he got at least five targets in the first two weeks. Um, and Justin Watson is also hurt, so Scotty Miller's back on board, I think. And Greg Ward, he's literally the only constant pass wide receiver in this offense. He's the only one to stay healthy since late last year to now. We got to stop sleeping on Greg Ward. He's averaging 6.3 targets over his first three games. Um, yeah, Dallas Goddard. Even he got hurt with the high oak sprain, so he can emerge as the number two pass catcher behind Ertz in this offense. Um, so yeah, I like those for the receivers. Totally agree with you there on Ward, man. Ward, I think Ward's better than a deep sleeper. A deep yeah, I think play. yeah, yeah. For twelve teams, for sure, I think you can add him. He's look, man. Greg Ward has a special place in here on on this show, man. I think he was like a week seventeen start of the week for me, or something like that. Yeah, I guess the Giants. <laughs> so. Against the Giants, man. I mean, in a game that Philly needed to win, um, which feels like all the time now. But uh, you, so I, you said Ayuk ahead of Jefferson. Would you add Ayuk ahead of Jefferson? I, I think I think I'm leaning towards Ayuk more than Jefferson. I think he's, he he might be a little more safe to me. I think the boom maybe is that bigger for Jefferson. But I, I think if you want a more consistent play, I think Ayuk might be there. I think just Ayuk has way more com- way more competition for touches than Jefferson does. Like Ayuk has to like Kittle's not even healthy sure. right now. So when Kittle comes back, it's going to be Kittle, and then Debo's mm-hmm. going to come back, and now he's competing with Debo. And we already see you know these running backs and how they're used. So I think it'll just I think there's I think in, in Minnesota it's a bit more concentrated where like it's easier to say. Oh well, Jefferson has a clear role as the number three target in that offense. I mean, they made Tajay Sharp inactive on Sunday morning, which you know I thought was interesting on Sunday. Like when it happened, I saw he was inactive because I know he'd been active the first two weeks. But then when when the when the Justin Jefferson game happened, I was like, oh, I should have seen mm-hmm. this coming. Um, I think, and then he, you know, this is the the most snaps he's played. He's he's actually coming into this game was second on the team mm-hmm. in routes run and then you know uh ran the second most routes to adam thielen so i, I think there's a, i think there's room here for yeah, yeah i do I, um, maybe i just like being attached to shanahan more than kirk cousins uh and also just the three rush attempts too like he's he's just gonna be a, kind of a hybrid but uh being used both ways so the, the safe the safe play does does attract to me more yeah, I think I could agree with that. The 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 rushing opportunities, that's you know almost guaranteed touches. Um, yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't think you could either. I don't think you could. You know, this is not like we talk about with the wide receiver position every week. Like you won't go wrong. I mean, you could go wrong adding any of these guys, but any one of these guys could be yeah, the guy. Absolutely. With right. Another injury. So, way, Alan Lazard is the number one receiver. Brandon you could be the number one receiver on this team. Uh, Jeff, Je- Jefferson and T Higgins uh, and Greg Ward. All these guys like. You know, with the injury or with just opportunity can emerge as, you know, getting way more targets and bumps in, in their in production. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, even not even having to be the number one receiver on their team, yeah. just even yeah. in a week can just have a good yeah. matchup, right? So, uh, you know, like I think Greg and I have talked about before, just don't even go crazy trying to spend a bunch of fab on these guys, you know, prioritize them. You know, spend a few bucks here or there, or if you're on waivers, 
Uh, don't like maybe you put a claim in for them if you're at the bottom, but if you're at the top, it's, maybe it's not even worth cl- trying to claim one of these guys. Just wake up and see who else is who was left for you. You know. So, um, Greg, who do we got at the tight end position? Uh, no bye weeks or anything, so we're not trying. We're not. We don't have to go desperate with the streams, but. Is there anything at the, anyone at the tight end position that um, we're looking so to pick Dal- up? Guys, I mentioned in the previous week, uh, keep banging the drum on. Dalton Show is still only 31% rostered, so uh, you got another six targets for 48 yards. Uh, I think you're, you're, you're going to get safe tight end production from him, um, especially with the Dallas Cowboys in higher run the games all year. I'm going to keep saying that because it's true. It's, it's, it's going to happen. So he's going to fall into a number of points. And if he gets a touchdown, that's that's awesome. Um, but he still hasn't done that. And, you know, he was able to get the 10 targets last week and got six targets this week. So uh, I think he, he'll, he'll always be involved. Uh, and then Moali Cox, uh, 10% rostered, uh, got the three targets, three for three for 50 yards and a touchdown. And this is with Jack Doyle healthy. He's kind of emerging as that number one tight end in this offense for Phillip Rivers. So I uh, think, you know, he, he's probably the, another guy that you can maybe go get, um, especially if Jack Doyle is still struggling. If you're the Jack Doyle owner, um, I wouldn't mind making that swap one time and, and, and getting uh, Moelle Cox. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, the new guys that maybe popped up are mostly Jimmy Grant and, and Tyler Croft. Those are the only two guys that caught my eye. Uh, Jimmy Graham, because, you know, Nick Foles is in. He's heavily using the red zone. Uh, got two touchdowns last week. And, and Tyler Croft, because of uh, what the situation with Dawson Knox um, if that if he's asked, you know going to be out for an extended period of time or at least this week, uh, Tyler Croft could be maybe a streamable guy you can go get. Yeah, um, Mo Ali Cox, man, he's so he's so darn yeah, intriguing yeah. to me, man. I mean, he's somebody that I've wanted to be unleashed for like three years now in dynasty leagues, and I would just pick him up, hoping that this year is the year, and it just not, and I drop him again. Um, but. Jack Doyle's presence is mm-hmm. annoying, uh, mm-hmm. it's just to say the least. I mean, Mo Ali Cox, granted, the game wasn't competitive, only ran seven routes. So even his production, three catches on three targets and a touchdown and 50 yards on seven routes is like how sustainable, <laughs> like seven yards per route run, like how sustainable yeah. is that? But, I mean, if he's, I think he's worth the shot, man. <laughs> like he's really, I think he really is worth the shot. I mean, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. is not not healthy. They're hurting for pass catchers. Maybe that puts them into, maybe that forces them into more twelve personnel. Uh, you know, so like, Molly Cox could have a role going forward. So maybe he's somebody if, if you know if you if you drafted and waited on Gronk, if you drafted and waited on Austin Hooper, uh, you drafted and waited on on Jack Doyle, like you said. You know, Molly Cox might have to be the guy for you. Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, as far as quarterbacks this week the only two that have uh well that play well in week three that you know week four matchups are intriguing uh real ryan fitzpatrick is coming up against seattle and even though seattle's a great team they still don't have a defense so he's seven percent rostered i think if you need a quarterback if you're desperate i think ryan fitzpatrick is the guy that you i think you can trust uh hopefully this week i don't i don't want him to have a disastrous game and then get taken out but it hasn't happened yet, and Ryan Fitzpatrick may be a, a decent play this week. Also, Kirk Cousins, he's week four against Houston. Um, he went for 251 and three touchdowns. He's already totaled his interception total from last year in three games. That's crazy, um, all last season. Um, so that's, that's pretty alarming. But uh, Kirk Cousins did 
figure it out. And if we, you know, believe in Justin Jefferson, if he could, if you, if you believe he could support a number two receiver, I think Kirk Cousins, you know, is in, a, you know, should be able to play well against Houston uh, coming up this week. Wait, isn't this the same Kirk Cousins that supported Adam Thielen and yeah. Stephon Diggs? Yeah. Or were they supporting him? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. For Superflex League, go get your goals. Um, yeah, I mean, who are the Bears playing I don't this like week? the schedule. It's Indy and then Tampa Bay. So I'm not I'm not trying to go get him to stream, but this is only for Superflex reasons, honestly, right now. Temp- yeah, only yeah. for Superflex, man. I mean, look, man. Nick Foles can turn into a pumpkin yep. at any moment. It's like let's not get carried not, away here. Yeah, he's not going to uh, do like he's he's not going to win you the game, you know, you know, but he's not going to lose you the game. So, but this is fantasy, and we're trying to win, trying to put up points. So, yeah, man. Um, the 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 thing with uh, you said you said Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, Seattle's defense is even more banged up. Jamal Adams doubtful, you know, doubtful to play in this game with a with a hand, uh, a groin strain. So. Uh, you know, it could already it could get even worse for Seattle's yeah. defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna be uh, you know, hey, look, I like to say it's call I like to call it breaking the emergency glass. <laughs> like, you know, if if I'm projected to lose by 15, 20 points, uh, you know, I'm going up against Aaron Rodgers against Atlanta. I know I'm gonna need some juice. Hey. I'm breaking the emergency yeah. glass. Why Ryan Fitzpatrick against yo, Seattle. Yo, man. Yeah. I, you, I would not be surprised if that game ended up being like 35, 30. You know, Ryan with those four touchdowns. Like, yeah. Look, man, you got Russell Wilson on one side talking about like, yo, if I can't, if I don't throw five touchdowns, <laughs> like I'm not seriously win. barely win. And then too, on the other win. side, <laughs> barely win. And then on the other side, you got Ryan. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's just like. Well, if I don't throw five touchdowns today, <laughs> then I'm not gonna win because that's my day every yeah. day. Yep, like, yep. <laughs> every day he no, comes his, into his the game trying to I throw five throw touchdowns. touchdowns. I'm gonna get benched, so <laughs> I need to do something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, man, I, look, I, I'd be willing to do it, especially against Seattle. Come on, yeah. man. Um, just watch this be the two game now. Watch, I know, right? Yo, yo, yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, are there any snip snip candidates on this Tuesday or on this Monday evening for people putting in their waivers tomorrow evening snip, or Tuesday snips. evening? Oh, uh, I... any snip snips? Any not? Hey, look, are you gonna pick up Sony Michelle? No. He might be on wait. He might have been the snip. He might have been snip snip last week. But we, I mean, I'm on Damian Harris. Not gonna no, do, I'm it? Not gonna do it. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not doing it with yeah. Sony either, man. Two. He got most of that. Most of those yards on two carries. I'm good. Uh, um. There's. I mean, not a lot of people didn't do horrible this week. That like you can. That we already haven't snip snip. Like <laughs> we already told you to snip snip Austin Hooper. We already told you to snip snip Gronk. Um. Told you to snip, snip, yeah, Chris Herndon. Yeah, we told you to do that already. Uh, not AJ Green. But be on the lookout yeah. for when Adam Gase is fired. AJ Green. <laughs> oh, AJ Green is very. Oh, he might be. A, all right, let's put it this way. I know I already know your answer, so I let me ask this question to myself. What, John? Would you drop AJ Green to pick up T Higgins? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, this man is eighty nine percent rostered, so. He's he's definitely there. This is an important question for a lot of fantasy owners. 
would I? Yeah, I. Would you would drop it? I mean, would you drop AJ Green to pick up T Higgins? I mean, we're talking about T Higgins who led this team and led the wide receiver group in Week Three mm-hmm. in snaps. Uh, caught mm-hmm. two touchdowns, plays that outside receiver role that AJ Green plays. Actually, whoa, ran ran one more route than AJ. AJ Green still running routes, man. Forty one routes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity is still Shoot. there. I don't know if I. All right, I take it back. I wouldn't drop AJ Green to pick Not up starting, T Higgins. Yeah, yeah, we I would still have to T Higgins. He got six targets, so yeah. T Higgins had not. Ni- T Higgins yeah. had nine. <laughs> Look, this is very interesting. All right, man. I don't. Yeah, I mean this. This is tough. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe maybe I was. I would. I went a little hot takey. Maybe I wouldn't drop AJ Green to pick up T Higgins, but I would definitely pick up T Higgins. Monitor that situation for sure. Um. I mean, five catches, 40 yards, two touchdowns. The two touchdowns is obviously great, but is he going to do that every week? But the nine targets is obviously nice. So, something to monitor for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you, any love in Andy Isabella? No love for I did. I, I did right? actually have him written down, him and Randall Cobb. Uh, I think those are two, if you're in deeper leagues. Randall Cobb's back. I think he is that guy we thought he would be, the safe, like kind of, you know, five <laughs> or six targets a game, 50 yards the guy every week, so. Uh, that's good for him um, and, and any Bisabella. I don't. It's just not, I'm not gonna see him get. It's just hard for me to trust any other Cardinals player, other than yeah, the victory. No, only fifteen. Only fifteen <laughs> routes. <laughs> only only from the victory. Yeah, it's, right. It's crazy. They run all these four or five receiver routes, and uh, it seems like there's only one receiver playing all the time, <laughs> and that's D Hop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean. Yeah, D Hop's ripping it up. The D Hop had almost D Hop had three point eight yards per route run on. Well, because Jeff Okuda was playing like, like five, y- ten yards off of him every play. It was crazy. I mean, I would if I was Jeff Okuda, I would give D Hop as like five, ten yards too. Like <laughs> that's exactly why. Like <laughs> there's no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Like there's no way I'm not gonna give him. That I don't much. have the safety over the top. Like you know, like, I don't know. Like <laughs> D Hop is so good, man. He is so good. <laughs> Yeah, nah, he's he's elite. I mean, yo, you know what? He'd be he'd be great in like Houston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, imagine <laughs> if he played. Imagine if the imagine if Deshaun Watson had like a receiver I like know, like that. He could just throw like, to every play, move the chains every down, every third down with him, like a safe guy that you could just you know throw to no matter what. No matter what, man. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. The only ninety nine yeah. in Madden, like one of the only ninety nines <laughs> in Madden, like it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's wrap this up. Monday Night Football, hopefully by the time y'all come back, it was a great game and you enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully you guys are all, all you people out there, 3-0, and 2-1. and But even if you're 1-2, and 0-3, oh whatever it is, man, like do not get down in the dumps. Like you can climb out of it. All it's going to take is you got to keep grinding, keep listening to us, keep working the waiver wire, keep focusing on the start sits. Do not get complacent. And you can climb out of that hole Oscar did it in the League of Extraordinary People from going 0-4 to yeah, the no, league champion. About to do it so too. it uh-huh. can be done. I mean, I was giving this pep talk to you, Greg. <laughs> I mean, people thought I was talking to them. I was talking to yep, you, yep. Greg. But <laughs> but look, y'all, you can do it. All right, y'all. So, um, again, if you like what we're doing, 
please rate, review the podcast, uh, write a review, hit the notification bell, get those notifications every time we drop a new episode because we drop one five times a week, giving you guys that work. So, um, again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everyone. Talk to you later, and we are out.